0: You're listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Frequency, how to tune in to God's voice. Listen to what God spoke through the prophet Isaiah thousands of years ago. He said this, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21 says, God says this, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, walk in it. I was reading this passage of scripture here at the beginning of the year, right during our break, and I felt like that was a word for me and for this new congregation, that we would be led by God not just good man-made strategies, not just something that we read in a book and go, hey, you know, we should do this because uh, this church down the road did that and they were real successful with that. So let's go ahead and do it just like them. Actually, what God is saying here, no, 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 you'll hear, you shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. A voice leading. This was a word for me and for our congregation. And as we step into this new season and this new year, God will direct us but we have to have ears to hear. Everybody say ears? ears. To, hear. to hear. You know, there's a difference between hearing and hearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you can hear something, but not hear it, right? Like, for example, maybe you're sitting watching a television show that you're really into, you know, whatever that show might be) I don't know. Stranger Things or whatever you're into. You know, you're watching it and you're totally engulfed with it and you're, you're intrigued by it and it sucked you in. And your spouse or your parents or, or, or somebody says, hey, can you empty the dishwasher? And you're so engaged with the television. You go, yeah, 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 sure, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? And about a half an hour, hour, two hours later, your spouse goes to put dishes in the dishwasher. Hey, hey. And then they kindly, gently say to you, didn't you hear me? I said, empty the dishwasher. And you respond, well, when did you say that? I didn't hear you. Well, you answered me. Well, I must not have really been listening, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Maybe when you were a little kid and your mom asked you to clean your room. And it still hasn't been cleaned you know, all these years later. It's a difference between hearing and hearing. Hearing, understanding, really understanding. You can hear, but not hear. It's the reason why Jesus said this over, and he said this one phrase multiple times throughout the Gospels and then over into the book of Revelation, he says it again and again and again. And these are the words that he says. He who has ears to hear, take a look on the screen, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. It's an interesting phrase that Jesus says. He says, he who has ears to hear, as if... Everybody, do you have flaps on the sides of your head? Everybody, Good. and feel them there. Some are a little larger than others. Some of them are connected. Some of them are not connected, you know? Some of them are pierced. I did this teaching actually one time and a friend of mine, I felt very embarrassed. A friend of mine by the name of Joel Ervolino uh, was sitting in the front row and I looked down at him and I realized he's missing a left ear.
1: And I was very embarrassed.
0: And I said, hey, if you've got ears to hear, and he looks at me, and goes, I got one ear. <laughs> And I looked at him and smiled. Well, you can still hear. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have ears on your head, what Jesus is saying, he who has ears to hear, which is everybody, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Let him hear what the Spirit, what he's saying is you have ears, but don't just hear. You need to hear what he is saying. That's what he's saying. And we have to tune in to what God is saying because he's speaking. He's speaking. He's speaking, are we hearing? That's the question. Do we have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying? Let me uh, use this as a little bit of an illustration. Uh, Anybody recognize what this is right here? Yeah, if you're under the age of maybe 30, you might not even know what the heck this thing is. This is called a radio. Ooh. Anybody under 30 in here? Wave at me if you're under 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quite a few of you in here. Let me me explain how this ancient device works, all right? Before there were iPhones, iPods, iTunes, before there were CDs, before there were cassettes, before there were albums, before there were 8-track tapes. I dated some of you in here. There was the radio. And if you wanted to listen to a song, you couldn't just go, hey, Siri, play wouldn't work. You had to go get your radio out. And you had to tune to the right station. Anybody old enough to remember tuning a radio? Come on, wave at me if you're old enough for there we go. <laughs> Having to tune to the right frequency. And, of course, as you're tuning, you're going along and you hear country music. And you go, nah, that wasn't what I wanted. You hear some talk radio and go, nah, I don't want to be depressed. <laughs> you, classical music, oh, that's good. If I want to go to sleep, uh. And then you find your favorite song or you find your favorite station that's going to play your favorite song. You, you tune it in and you fine tune it and then you, then you don't touch it. It's like, okay. And if you start to move too far away, you start to lose the signal so you stay close. <laughs> you put your right hand up in the air go, ah, there we go. Just long enough to get to hear your favorite song. You see, back in the day, to get to hear what you wanted to hear, you had to tune in to the right frequency. Well, that's the way it is with God. It hasn't changed. God is saying, I'm speaking. But are you tuned in to hear my voice? To help illustrate that, I have a a bit of a story that I'd like to share. Um, about a favorite summertime activity. As I was growing up, uh, my parents liked to camp. Any campers out here? Wave at me. Oh, good. We got quite a few campers. Well, we started off camping in regular tents, and then we graduated to what I called the magic tent. The magic tent, as a small child, to me, was this box that had wheels that we hooked up to the back of our van, and, and the reason I called it a magic trailer was because we would typically leave to go on a weekend camping trip super terrible early in the morning, right? Like 3 o'clock in the morning was my dad's idea. And so they would, they would gently carry me and they put me into the van and I would see this box with wheels hooked up to the back of the van. And then we would get to our campsite and it was still early morning and I would sleep. And then when I'd wake up in the morning... That little box had turned into a tent that we would camp in for the whole weekend and I thought it was magic. It was a box when we left and now it's a tent. I thought maybe my parents poured water on it and poof, it popped up. When I got older, I realized it was a tent trailer. I think that's what they call them, right? Brandy, I know you guys kind of graduated along with that as well, right? Um, so I remember this one particular time that we, would, we were going on this camping trip and uh, it, we, we hooked up the magic trailer and I was probably eight or nine years old and we went off into the Los Angeles National Forest that weekend and uh, we left early in the morning and we arrived at our campsite. Now I need to pause in this story and step over here. I'm an only child. Only child children have nobody to blame when things get broken. <laughs> We don't. Um, We have lots of imaginary friends, but that doesn't work very often to say, well, he did it, You know, the invisible child did it. So typically, I would always have to entertain myself. But when we would go on camping trips, my parents would invite friends that usually had small children, too, so that I would have somebody to play with. Well, this particular trip, I remember waking up in the morning and seeing the magic trailer. You guys should go like, ooh, when I say the magic trailer, like, ooh. Audience participation really helps. So I woke up, and I saw the magic trailer. That's perfect. And I looked around the campsite, and I saw some other families, and I saw some friends of my parents. But those weren't the friends that had kids. Those were older parents. By the way, my parents were 50 years old when they adopted me. So that meant by the time I was 8 or 9, they were almost 60. So you can imagine the age of their friends were around 60 years old. So there weren't a lot of little kids that I could interact with. And so I'm looking around the camp going, oh, no, there's no kids. This is going to be a really fun camping trip. And I I realized, well, it's going to be time for me to entertain myself. So I went and found a pile of rocks, and I stuck them in my pocket. Because as a little boy of eight or nine years old, rocks are magical. They are weapons. They are meteors. Uh, meteorites, they are laser beams, they are anything my imagination can imagine them to be. And there were lots of critters in the forest that could be my targets. (laughs) Yes, I was one of those little boys. So my parents and their friends said, hey, let's go for a little hike and let's go look at some birds, get your binoculars and all that kind of stuff. And me as a little boy, I'm going, look at birds? Well, you point them out, and I'll make sure I look at the bird. (laughs) And so we went off on that hike, and we're walking along, and I'm kind of lingering back from the adults, because I really don't want them to see what I'm going to do. I'm looking for squirrels. I'm looking for birds, because I'm going to take one of those rocks and see how good of a target shooter I am. Well, we're walking along and we're cruising along and I'm looking for anything that I could. I'm throwing rocks at trees. I'm throwing rocks at bigger rocks. And I see a cat go scurrying past the path and run down into the forest a little further. I'm like, yeah. And in my little imagination, I'm a big game hunter. And that was a tiger that just went by. And so I started following the cat. And I started making my way down through the forest. Right? Just going, kitty, 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 kitty. I got something for you, kitty. And I was walking, and, 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 and I was having a hard time finding. I couldn't really find the cat, but I could tell. I could see it every now and then, kind of scoot through. And it was making its way down a hill. And I finally get down kind of by this lake. right. And I realize, oh my gosh lost <laughs> and suddenly eight-year-old little Kelly is starting to cry oh. have you ever do you ever get lost when you're a little kid Walmart <laughs> Disneyland Queen Mary I mean someplace crazy weird well I was lost and and it was starting to get dark all right I mean it was like late in the afternoon by this point And I'm walking along, and I'm I'm starting to freak out because now I'm lost. Oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? I had no idea where to go. I started walking up this one path. Didn't know I got my way back to the lake. And I walked up another path, and I don't know how much time went by, but by the time I I finally just kind of sat down and started to to give up, it was dark. And I I saw the cat, and now I didn't want to kill the cat any longer. Now I just wanted somebody to help me. So I go, and I I go, come here, kitty, 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 and I pick up the cat. And I'm thinking, okay, this is really good because if a Bigfoot comes to eat me, I'll throw the cat at Bigfoot. (laughs) Again, little child mind, you know. I'm like, oh, Bigfoot's going to eat me. A bear's going to eat me. I'm going to die. And I genuinely, I remember being like eight or nine years old and just so filled with fear. And I'm holding the cat going, good kitty, 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 kitty. (laughs) <laughs> and after a little while, sitting on this rock by this lake, not knowing what I was going to do, I suddenly heard a voice. Kelly! And I don't know if you know anything about um, sound waves, but when sound waves hit water, it seems like it just kind of goes all over the place. And so I'm sitting by this lake And this voice that I hear seems to be coming from all around me. God, is that you? Am I dying? And I heard it again, Kelly. And after the third time hearing it, I realized, wait a minute, that's not God. That's my dad. (laughs) Now I'm afraid. (laughs) Actually. The truth of the matter was, as soon as I realized it was my dad's voice, it seemed like fear just kind of flushed right out of me. It did. I, I remember, I can, vi- I mean, so vividly remember being like, again, eight or nine, I can't remember, but specifically, suddenly I'm like, okay, I'm going to be okay, Kitty. It's okay, Kitty. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And I, I began to listen intently, trying to focus on where his voice was coming from. And I began to follow his voice, and he just kept saying my name over and over again. And I realized that I could make my way around the lake, and as I made my way around the lake, I realized it was coming from a particular direction. And I made my way, I had worked my way halfway around the lake on the other side of the campsite, but I made my way over there. By this point, I don't know what time of the night it was, but it was pitch black. But I could see in the distance, be ready, audience participation. I could see in the distance the fire was burning and there was the magic trailer. (laughs) You know we're recording this. (laughs) So you can all listen to yourself on our podcast. And I put the cat down and I went running to the campsite and I threw my arms around my mom who was freaking out and she's crying. Crying everything, my dad walks over, puts his hand on my shoulder, very stern. He was a big Russian man, big, huge, stern man. Very, very rarely ever cried. Puts his hand on my shoulder and says, "Son, where were you?" I said, "Well, Dad, I'm sorry. There was I was looking for the birds and the squirrels, and this cat ran by, and I just I was following the cat, and and my dad's listening birds and squirrels. There's no cats out here, son." I said, no, no, Dad, there was this black cat. I was following this black cat. He goes, don't lie to me, Kelly. What were you doing out in the forest? I'm like, Dad, and now I'm starting to get a little indignant. Dad, I am not lying to you. Let me show you. So I walk over, and I find the cat that was still prowling around on our end of our campsite, and I pick it up. And just as I'm turning to come into the campsite, my mom screams, skunk! (laughs) Serious. This creature... Here's my mom scream and sprays this stinky stuff all over the place, and I throw it down. I'm like, "Ah, bad kitty!" Ah. I don't know why, but somehow this little skunk let this eight-year-old boy pick it up and carry it around a lake until my mom opened her mouth and sprayed me with that stinky, skunky, stinky stuff. The next thing I remember is I totally remember being in the middle of the campsite, standing there in my uh, Spider-Man underoos, and my mom, my mom is pouring tomato juice over the top of me and scrubbing me with a brush. I guess that's supposed to take the smell of skunk off of you. It didn't work. I smelled like a turd dipped in ketchup. That's what I smelled like. <laughs> nasty smell. Even to this day, if I'm driving down the road and somebody hits a skunk, I get nauseous. I'm like, but you know what? The the point of the story really is I am so glad I knew my father's voice. I'm so glad because genuinely I could have been lost out there for days. You know, you could have read in the paper back there when I was eight years old, little boy lost in forest dies, clutching a skunk, you know. (laughs) Would have been quite a story. But it didn't end that way. It didn't end that way. All it took was me hearing my father's voice to begin to fill me with confidence and replace fear with hope because I heard my father's voice. Do you have ears to hear your father's voice? I I, I don't mean your dad. I don't mean the guy that married your mom. I don't mean the man that raised you, whether he did a good job or a bad job. I don't mean the man that wasn't there when you were being raised. I'm talking about a father who is faithful. A father who always keeps his promises. A father who really loves you and was willing to even die to be with you. I'm talking about a heavenly father. The Bible says that he is speaking. And if we'll have ears to hear, he'll lead us and guide us. And you know what? If you're not hearing your father, heavenly father's voice, you might be wandering around in life lost. And you don't even know it. You could be going the wrong direction. You could be doing the wrong things in life because you have a heavenly father who created you on purpose and for a purpose and wants to speak and give you direction, give you purpose, give you hope. I hope you're not walking in the wrong direction. For the next few weeks, we're gonna be talking about how to tune in to God's voice, tune into the frequency and be able to hear and be able to experience all that he has in store for you. We started in December by the presence of God. This month, we're talking about hearing him. And then in February, we're going to be talking about doing what he said to do. Coming to him, hearing him, and then doing what he says to do. So tonight, as we begin to wrap up, I want to give you a little practical practicality on how to hear God, because that's inspiring, and I know that, and I'm a practical guide. Say, okay, Kelly, that's good, but tell me how to hear. I wanna know what his voice sounds like. And so the question as we begin to wrap up tonight is, how do you hear? How can you hear God? How can you hear God? What, is, what does his voice sound like? Does it sound like James Earl Jones? Does it sound like Morgan Freeman from Bruce Almighty? I mean, what does his voice sound like? Does it sound like a woman? Does it sound like a child? Does it sound like him? What does his voice sound like? Well, I'm going to make it very simple. And because of the sake of, for the sake of time tonight, I'm going to make it very clear. If you want to know, if you want to hear and know what God's voice sounds like, you got to get into here. That's how you're going to know. This is, by the way, the Bible. For those of you who aren't familiar with this black book that says Holy Bible. This is God's word. It's been God. It's God breathed. It's God inspired. This is not just simply a history book. This is more than a poetry book. This is more than just a collection of good writings. This is the inspired word of God. Let me read to you a passage of Scripture that tells us what Scripture is for. It's found in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Take a look on the screen. Here's what it says. All Scripture is inspired by God. Matter of fact, the New King James Version translates that Greek language to say all Scripture is God-breathed. When you speak Air comes out of your mouth, isn't that right? You're breathing with sound coming out. So what this is saying is all scripture is God-breathed, inspired by God. And why? It's useful to teach us what is true and to make us, sorry, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses I love this. God uses it, his word, to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Everybody say every good work. every good work. Not just some things, but every good work. That's what scripture is for. The sound of God's voice has been revealed through the centuries in his word. Matter of fact, uh, it's, it's well known that if you read a particular author and you read uh, Jane Austen or, you know, I could list a number of us, Seth Godin or, you know, whoever you like to read, if you read enough of his or her writings, they say you learn the voice of the author. Isn't that right? Well, you want to know God's voice? You got to get into his word and then you'll know his voice. You see, his quality, his character, the tone of his authority, the depth of his comfort and compassion have been revealed here. The reverberation of wisdom can all be heard here in the Bible. And the more time you spend here, the better you will be able to hear. It's pretty simple, isn't it? The more time you spend here, the better you'll be able to hear. Well, I can't hear God. Well, are you spending time in here? And listen, it's not about religion. It's not about rules. It's not about some sort of obligation or duty to fulfill or a brand new New Year's resolution that I'm going to check off every little box. Though maybe that's a good idea. Maybe that's a good tool for you. The reality is it's about learning to hear. Hear your father's voice so that you know where to go, you know what to do. I talk with so many men and women, young people and older people who say, man, I just want to know what to do. I want to know what to do next with my career. I want to know what what to do with this relationship. Should I say yes, should I say no? And inevitably I always say, what is God saying? Well, I don't know, I don't know how to hear God. Oh, okay. Well, let's start there and learn how to hear because your heavenly father knows what's best for you. A whole lot more than I do. A whole lot more than any counselor does. The more time you spend in here, the better you'll be able to recognize his voice. It's like my dad in the forest. I knew his voice because I spent time with him regularly. I spent time with him frequently. You see, there's two two meanings to that word frequency. Frequency is sound reverberation, the the length of sound waves. That's frequency, right? The sound. But there's also frequently, which which refers to often, regularly. So the reason this series is called Frequency is because it requires not only hearing God's voice, but frequently spending time with Him. So here's how we're going to close. Did everybody receive one of these? If you did not receive one of our journals, would you just wave at me? Because this is your free gift tonight. Uh, Sean is going to make sure that uh, you get one of those. Josh is going to help. Just hold up your hand. Tonight, everybody, everybody in the room gets one of these journals. Come on, y'all need one. Free, who likes free stuff? Come on, free stuff, wave at me. Make sure you get one. I want to give you a tool on how to hear God better. And that's all this is. This is a simple journal to help you hear God's voice. And a tool is only as good as if you'll use it. Keep your hands up there so that our guys and gals can pass those out to you. What you have here is a what's called a solid life journal. Uh, the church where I came from called The Rock in Anaheim, I gave them a call and I said, hey, can you guys provide us with some journals? Because we haven't had time to prepare our own refinery journals yet. And so they said, sure, we'll provide you some journals. So these these are provided from the Rock there in Anaheim. But the point is, the principle is exactly the same. And our journals will look almost identical, except with a different name. This is a tool to help you get into here. Because most people are intimidated by this book. 66 books with thousands of words written over centuries. And it's written in a way that sometimes feels like, where do I start How do I read this? Our our life journal here is very simple. And if you'll flip all the way to the back of the book and turn over there to page 183, 183, we're giving you this journal to help you learn how to hear God's word. And it requires regular time. This is a Bible reading plan. And many many of you have your own Bible reading plan and that's awesome, keep doing it. But if you don't have one, here's one I wanna encourage you with. Our church is gonna follow this reading plan. And there's actually three reading plans you can choose from. The first one is a very simple reading plan. You can read through the New Testament in one year. Beginning of the year, this is a great time to start. And you can read through the entire New Testament in one year. Now, if you're a high achiever, you can do plan number two there that says the solid life reading plan. That'll take you through the entire Old Testament and a few important New Testament books twice, okay? So you get, you'll read three chapters per day. You'll read through the whole Bible in a year, okay? That's for those high achievers. So you can do Bible plan number one, which is the New Testament. You can do the entire Bible in a year, or if you're an overachiever, okay, they made sure to have a plan for the overachiever. Plan number three is the one-two plan, which means you read the entire Old Testament once and the New Testament twice in one year. Any overachievers in here? Oh, I see a couple in here. All right, overachievers, that's good, that's good. If you'll flip the page over there now to page, uh, it's 183, 84, 85, it, it's, it's, not one, it's not number 186, but it would be number 186. There is your reading plan. It's very simple. If you're doing plan number one, you just do column number one. And the dates are right there on the left-hand side. What is today's date? Six. Six. January 6th. What would be the New Testament chapter to read? Luke, six. Luke chapter 6. So if you're reading on our Bible reading plan together, you'd read Luke chapter 6. If you're a high achiever, you'll read column number one and column number two. So what would that be? That'd be Luke chapter 6 and... Right, Job 1 through 2, or some people say Job 1 through 2, because they're not sure how to pronounce that, so it's Job. If you're the overachiever, you would read all three columns. And so that would be Luke chapter 6 and Job 1 through 2. And finally, what would the last one be? That's right. So you can choose one of those three plans. Now listen, this is not some religious duty. I'm not here saying you are not a Christian if you are not reading this plan. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you wanna hear, you gotta get into here. And I wanted to give you a tool at the beginning of the year to help you hear. So now as you read, what's the next thing that you do? Okay, Kelly, so I'm gonna read this. Well, take a look up here. The journal that has all these empty pages is for you to process what you're hearing. And if you take a look at the next screen, it's very simple. It's as easy as SOAP. Everybody say SOAP. S-O-A-P. Here's what you do. It's rather simple. You read your passage of scripture, you read that portion of of that chapter, and you spend some time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, as much time as you really want to spend, but it may be at least five minutes, and you chronicle the things that you're hearing God say. S stands for scripture. And if you open up to one of the blank pages, you'll see in there, it's kind of portioned off into four sections. And you simply write down one of the scriptures that stood out to you that you were reading. For example, today, uh, or actually uh, it was a couple of days ago, I was reading uh, Luke chapter six. Was it a couple of days ago, it was yesterday, it was today. It was today. And I was reading and there was a particular passage of scripture that just stood out to me. And I've read the Bible over a dozen times, the entire Bible. This one particular passage of scripture, I thought, I've never read this before. And I wrote it down. And it was where Jesus was talking about how you never put new wine into old wineskins. You always put new wine in new wineskins, which is an old way to store wine. Um, And they say, if you put new wine in old wine skins, the old wine skins are so brittle that they'll break and they'll explode. You always put new wine in new wine skins. But the last verse there stood out to me, and I wrote it down. And it said, there are people who drink old wine who are happy with the old wine, and they don't want to drink new wine. It's the last verse of that chapter, and I'm thinking, man, I've never read that before. I probably had, but it never stood out. So I wrote it down, and I wrote down that scripture. And I made some observations about that. That's what the O is. Everybody say observation. observation. So I began to write down a few observations that I made on that passage of scripture. There are some folks that are satisfied with the old ways and they never want to embrace the new ways. And I began to write down those observations. Then I went to the, set, the third part, which is application. Everybody say application. application. Application is how does that affect you? How does that affect you? How am I going to apply this to my life? And so I wrote down there, God, I don't want to be so caught up in the old ways that I'm not willing to embrace the new things that you're doing. And 2018 is about embracing the new things God's doing. That's how I personally applied it to myself. And the last one is P. What does that stand for? Prayer. Prayer. Write down your prayer. And one of the reasons why I say write down your prayer is because you want to be able to come back someday and see how God answered that prayer. All right? Pull out your little bookmark, would you? If you want more of an explanation on how to do this at the very front portion, um, page, uh, I think it's page three. Yeah, page two and three talks about how to do a daily journal plan. All right? So you can go take this home, read it, and apply it. I want you to pull out the bookmark. This is, for, this is also, this is our bookmark. This shows our values as a church. And if you'll notice on the very top of the list, what is the very first thing that says we are? Biblical. Let's all say it together. We are? Biblical. We believe the Bible is God's word containing life-giving truth. It's the number one top value we have as a church. And so the way we're starting our new year is by getting into here. Because we want to do what God says to do. We don't want just a good strategy. We don't want just good ideas. We want God ideas. And so this is a church where we listen for God's voice and we learn what his voice sounds like by getting into here. And so join us, join us this year as we journey together learning how to hear God's voice. For us to do the new things, and I want to close now. Uh, James, why don't you hop up here, bro, with me? For us to experience the new things, for you to experience the new things God has in store for you, what He's calling you to do, we need to tune in to His voice. We need to hear what the Spirit is saying. God wants to do new things in your life. God wants to do new things in your job. God wants to do new things in your relationships. God wants to do new things in the way you feel, in your body. He wants to do those new things, and it's going to require you having ears to hear what He's saying so that you can do them. If we're not tuned in, we might miss out. If we're not listening, We might just be bumbling around life, trying this and that and the other and always ending up with the same results. Why not tune into God, the God of the universe? Allow Him to lead and guide your life. Listen to one of the promises God gives us. As I close, in the book of Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, it says this, My child, Never forget the things I spoke to you. Store my commands where? In your, In your heart. heart. Don't just hear, but hear. If you do this, you will live many years. And, and I'm so glad they put a comma here, and your life will be satisfying. <laughs> if you just live many years and your life sucks, that's terrible. That's not what the promise says. The promise says you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. And it starts with hearing. Never forget the things I spoke to you. It's a promise of God. And it's a promise for this year. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.